it's greater than all the blood of the lamb let's sing that again it's greater than all yes it's greater than all my sin is the blood that still cleanses me is the grace that still sets me Turn the screen number 934 to the key of G. Have you been beneath the fountain? God bless you this morning. Nice to be here with you. Nice to see you all. Trust you just feel welcome in the presence of the Lord. And all those that will be joining us by streaming, I want to say God bless you to you as well. I just heard from our brother EBA in the hallway, and he's streaming this morning and wanted to let us know, and we're going to have prayer for him when we pray. But we want to remember those who aren't in our midst, that God will continue to be with them and raise them up. Amen. But why don't we sing together? There's a fountain that is flowing from a place called Calvary. And we know that blood has never lost its power. Amen. Oh, there's a fountain that is flowing. Oh, from a place called Calvary. And there is he.
Oh, uh-huh.
think of more fitting words for us to go to prayer with this morning. And maybe Brother Gideon, Brother Gideon Kapuya, could I ask you to pray for us this morning, if you would, please? We do want to remember our brother EBA. He just wanted to request that we would hold him up in prayer this morning, asking that the Lord would just grant him a complete restoration of his eyesight, of his sense of smell. And we know that God is the creator, the great physician. It's a small act for him, and we want to bind our hearts together. Just believe that we're going to hear a testimony from our brother EBA. Amen, brother EBA. I know you're listening. We're remembering you this morning. God bless you. Also, a request that's been put in by our brother Emmanuel. Sister Atosha is thanking the church for praying for her friend who underwent brain surgery. All the tumor was taken out, but she is at home recovering, and her memory is not perfect yet. Just asking we would please continue to remember her. Brother Al King has a testimony he'd like to let be known to you. He says, my son suffered a detached retina and needed immediate surgery. I told him several brothers and sisters will be praying. Surgery went well and was completed in half an hour. Such a blessing when we call on brothers and sisters of like precious faith in an emergency. Amen. Thank you, Brother Al. Amen. If there's a need on your heart, amen, Brother Gideon, why don't you come open the service for us in a word of prayer. And we know that God sees every upraised hand this morning. Thank you. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come in the name of Jesus Christ this morning, Father. We want to thank you for the privilege that you have given us to this morning, Father, to come and worship you, Father, to express our heart, our heart desire, and what we think about you, Father. We love you. We appreciate your attitude, your, your character, your life, your word, and everything that you have done and you are doing for us father this morning lord jesus i pray that you may accept our worship and everything that will be done this morning lord everything is for you oh father may you be pleased may you speak to us may you commune with us this morning father bless your word and may your word when it's going to be spoken father may it bring deliverance and healing and peace wisdom Holy Ghost and eternal life, oh Father. Thank you for everything. We thank you for Brother EBA for what you have been done doing for him, Father. And we know that you, when you start something, Lord Jesus, you take it to the end, oh Father. And we know it's a finished work. Thank you for everything. And may you bless our pastor and all the minister here and all the brothers and sisters this morning and everyone who's connected even by the internet, oh Lord. We thank you. We love you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. We take up the morning offering. Maybe we'll just have a song as we do that. Let's sing together, Faithful One, So Unchanging. And then our brother Michael has a few announcements for us. And let's just sing this as we take up the offering. Faithful One, So
our God this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Michael, would you come, please? Oh, this one. God bless you. Amen. I'm thankful for a rock and an anchor. I just want to take just a couple minutes. We, I sent you a couple more, Brother Joseph. Good to see you this morning. God bless you. I'm just going to... We, we, we mentioned a few weeks ago, and over the past little bit, we've needed some... Some help over the weeks at the camp in different places, and so we we ask. But I so I want to come up. I want to say thank you. I think that's in order because uh, I just would. I just was writing down some notes. I said I want to give it just a real word of thanksgiving for the people who came. Yet not just yesterday, but over these past weeks and uh, and the different needs that we've had. I said I just I just marvel at the at the body. I marvel at the you know every joint supplieth. And uh, one can give here, and one can give there, and it's uh, it's a body effort, and uh, and everybody has their little part to play. And some, well, I can't, I couldn't be there. That's okay. Your different ones come at different times, and that's and you you supply every need. That's what the body's about. And so I just so appreciate that. I love seeing it in action. And so I have a couple photos just so that you can see what was in action. You can go to the very first one there. Sure. This was uh, this is the annex now. My goodness, I can, I'm clapping inside myself as I look at that. I, I, we stepped in there yesterday, and uh, wow, I took a deep breath and didn't die. And uh, for those of you that know what that means, it was getting pretty bad. You know, this the carpet's many years of use, and that's uh, that's okay. So here we just pray the Lord gives us many more years now of uh, in our annex. There you can go. To the next one we just did the yesterday was completed. The two side rooms there in the dining hall now have been uh, also finished as well, and it just my it feels bright beautiful and it's wonderful so my goodness huh amen thank you lord for all your labors and your efforts there and so i look at that i'm just i said wow i'm just so thankful for that and i was just thinking i said but lord you know what i'm thankful for most i'm just thankful for you i'm just thankful for you because that's that's who it's for and that's what it's all about it's for our children for yourselves and i just said lord thank you for the body that you've given me that I can sojourn with. I just so appreciate each one of you. I have a couple more photos. There's other project going on. I know many of you don't know, and, and some, you know, we don't really know what's going on. There's lots happening around here. So I'm just going to give you, this is uh, off the off my hip a little bit, but Brother Kim, you know, we've had a project brewing for quite a long time, actually about 12 years now. So I'm just going to bring you up to speed. <laughs> right, Brother Kim, here it is. Go ahead. <laughs> there it is. We're, I don't know, you say, well, what is that? We'll just keep moving through a couple photos. This actually is our kitchen at the school, and uh, Brother Kim and has now, we've started that. Brother Ben and many of the young men have actually been contributing to this here up behind the scenes. There's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of business going on in those photos, uh, a lot of wiring and plumbing, and we have a lot of different young journeymen and apprentices and different ones that Brother Kim's been been helping, and that's that, that's percolating right now in the in the across the across the parking lot. So you didn't even maybe know that's going on, but they, every joint again is supplying. And they're working behind the scenes so that uh, we can have a, a facility, a kitchen for our children, home economics. We can, you know, teach these things better. We can have some events in the gym. This is, Lord's given us much. Amen. And I'm so thankful for what he has, but we are stewards of it. We must be stewards of it. Amen. Stewards of what he's given. And so I just wanted to give that little, little update and say thank you for, uh, for all your labors and we, as we sojourn ahead here. And, uh, uh, I also want to just, this Friday coming up will be Young People's. Uh, we're gonna have young people's on uh, April eighth. That should be the Friday night, and that'll be at the in the school side in the devotion room. There's where we'll do that. So put that on your calendars for young people. And then two weeks following, on April twenty second, uh, that's prior the work bee, which is on the twenty third. We announced that, and uh, that's the work bee at the camp, and we'll have some more 
details of that as well, but that's a kind of a real big cleaning day to get the camp ready, as I mentioned last week. But April 22nd, we're going to have uh, just uh, any young people want to come up uh, and spend the evening there on the Friday night. We just have uh, just a relaxed evening there together, and then we'll roll into the into the 23rd. So we'll have a bit of young people's evening on the 22nd as well uh, up at the camp. So I'm just giving you some heads up so you can plan that out uh, accordingly. So April 8th and then April 22nd and, uh, and then 23rd. So there we go. I won't take any more time. God bless you. We got to see some of the pictures yesterday, and it really is a blessing to see some of the younger ones stepping in and stepping up. You know, we hear a lot about the 80-20 rule, where 20% of the people do 80% of the work, but I don't think it has to be that way. So it's really nice. Every joint supplieth. As we get older, some of our joints don't supply as much as we would like them to. So you younger ones, God bless you. It's been wonderful to see you catching the vision and being involved. Amen. We're going to invite our brother Murphy to come. Just as he comes, there's a song that I wanted to sing with you again. I think I'll just go ahead and play it, Brother Ben. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Maybe we could pull that up, and we'll just sing that as our brother Murphy comes. I love the words to this song, and so I trust that you'll just sing it along with me, and we'll just be prepared for the ministering of the word this morning. Amen. God bless you. This is not a special, this is a part of our song service, so please join in with me as we sing together. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom. My steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine I can see.
we thank you for the promise, Lord. Lord, while we're talking about you and our hearts is filled full, Lord. When we're singing about you, Lord, this is not some just a song, Lord. Lord, this is the Holy Ghost that had revealed that a word to us, has revealed this Christ to us. So, Lord, it's not we live anymore, but it's this Christ that's living in us. And you have gone to prepare the home for us. And you will come to take it as with you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the promise that you give it to us. Lord, I just pray that you reveal yourself more and more to us. One more step, one more revelation. Lord, we'll be eternally with our God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for to give us this time together that we can come to worship you in the spirit and in truth. Lord, I just pray that your spirit come, Lord, like a gentle dove. Let him go down with each person that is here or that the people as a watching and monitor the stream, the service, or in the future when an archive of service, no matter where they are, Lord, may your presence just start to draw an eye unto us. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we remember, Lord, the different need among this body. Lord, how we've been praying for the different ones, for Brother ABA, Brother Milko, Brother Henry, Sister Beth, Sister Clear, Lord, Sister Lisa, and all this... Uh, people, Lord, that has a need in their physical body. Oh, God, just take it a one touch from you, Lord. You have touched them, and we pray you to touch them in it again. Lord, for the other need, it might be spiritual need, it might be the domestic need, but no matter what the need are, Lord, we only have a one source that is a go to you. You're the one that will meet and every need has satisfied us. We pray, Lord, you come on us into fellowship with us. These are your children. Speak to our heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I just invite you to uh, turn to the scripture. Turn to the book of Matthew. Thank you, Brother Ryan. That was a marvelous, marvelous song. Thank you. And we're so thankful that God has uh, and inspired that. Uh, the people that, who had the, the gift and, and make this use for the body of Jesus Christ and that the word that touched our, our heart. And so I also remember Brother Tom and he's uh, in uh, Edmonton. Uh, it's uh, 80 years uh, uh, anniversary for, uh, birthday for um, Brother uh, Harold Hillebrand. That's another hero of mine that has been uh, bringing this gospel, this message uh, everywhere, uh, especially. Uh, in the continent and in Africa, and then a brother team and welcome home, and it just uh, came to uh, Ethiopia. And we're so appreciative of the people who are on the field and that bring the gospel. Then uh, uh, that is his word be heard in the difference of the area. And that as I was saying last time, uh, if, we, if we know the time's running out, what about the last one? And I'm so thankful there are men that are called by God. It's not just called by man, but called by God and go to those uh, uh, areas, go to those uh, places and bring this light to the, to the people. We're thankful for God. In the book of uh, Gospel of John, chapter 1, I think we can all uh, even recite it uh, by memory. It was uh, such a, uh, you know, every time one uh, word that has, uh, uh, when we're reading the word, it all has to be under the lights of the message because without the message, we can read a word 
but that word doesn't mean anything. But the one or the message shine the light on it, and then the word uh, become a uh, become a light to us, and it's applicable to us too. Chapter one: In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was a life. And the life was the light of a man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that comes into the word world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. If he came unto, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the son of a God, even to、uh, become the sons of a God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of a blood. Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of a man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord bless His Word. You may be seated. Our Lord willing, I would like to uh, uh, just continue on the the subject of the last time, and I was to,、uh, speaking about when life matches the name. I just want to do that part two、uh, here, and just、um, uh, uh, as you are sitting, you know, maybe we can just turn to another scripture and uh, uh, Philippians chapter two,、uh, verse twelve. And the last time we are、uh, uh, speaking on the Philippians chapter two. Uh, read from the verse five to two to eleven, but I would like to continue、uh, on the、uh, the next verse, Philippians、uh, chapter two, verse twelve. And if you haven't turned to it, I'll just read it for you. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do it of His good pleasure.、Uh, so when we read it, it is a verse that here, and especially the chapter twelve,、uh, it said, "Work out your own salvation with fear and tremble." So when we talk about、uh, the grace of God, and that、uh, we're、uh, Uh, as I was quoted to you last time, my brother Brandon said that the grace or predestination is not so that God push you through a pipe that without you have any choice and have nothing to do with it, and He just、uh, push you from the one end and coming out、uh, the other、uh, other end. And that's、uh, some of the attitude of the people. They're saying that okay, if I'm predestinated, you know, I'm just sitting here and don't do anything. No predestination. We're talking about it is to look back. To the foreknowledge of God, God knows everything from the beginning to the end. 
But it doesn't mean that we have nothing to do. We have nothing to do with the grace of God that Jesus Christ has already purchased, has bought for us. But that's also the grace that gives us the power to work according to God's will. So there's no contradictions over there. And the Bible is said to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So that shows to us you must go to work. And it is, uh, that work it is, means you have to accomplish. You have to labor. You have to produce. You have to make gain by trading or do business. Or do everything that is within you. To, you can for your salvation with the fear and the trembling. And in another um, the version of the Bible and uh, uh, in the Amplified, it said, Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. Work it out. That means cultivate, carry it out to the goal, and to fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and a trembling self-distrust with a serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. So you see, there is a great uh, amount of uh, labor and to the work that you put it into that in the salvation with the fear and the trembling. But when we're talking about that, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to do the things. It doesn't necessarily mean that you use your own ability to do the thing. Because right away, the next verse, it said, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. You said, what is my part? You yield to it. When God has started to put the works in you, you yield to it. You said, how hard to yield? Very hard to yield. Because of this body will do everything, try to counterattack whatever God tried to do. This world will do everything that it can to try to stop you to follow the will of the Lord. That's why it becomes very hard to do. But by God's grace, He gave us the force. He gave us uh, the power, the authority that you can do the will and to do His good pleasure. So the word uh, worketh in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. The worketh, that means to, um, uh, to be operative, be at work, to uh, put forth uh, power, to work for one. To effect, to display one's activity, show oneself operative. Actually, that worketh uh, means uh, in the uh, in the Greek it means uh, it is a energial. Actually, actually, it's the word uh, the English word energy that was uh, coming from. So when it was said that uh, uh, for is God which is workers in you, that means God. He will energize you to do His will and to will and to do His uh, good pleasure. And to do, and it also is the same word with workers, is their energy. That means that God give you the energy to will, to have the energy even to do what is God's pleasure He asks you to do. 
So after all, it's not what we do in things, but God provides the energy for you to do His will. For you to do things that's according to His pleasure. So when we're talking about uh, uh, the energy, and uh, right away we're thinking about what energy that God had given to us. And uh, if you go back to the scripture, the Hebrew chapter 4, 12, very familiar scripture that we read for the word. The word in the Hebrew, uh, in the uh, Greek, it means the logos. That is in the beginning that a God, in the beginning, there is a word. And the word, it, uh, he said in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. That word is, means logos. It means a force. It means some. Uh, it was a. It was a force that can uh, coordinate the universe. It was a creative power that created the heaven and the earth. It's not just a speaking of the word. It's not just the language that we're talking about the Chinese or the English. But it's a force in there. It's the power that is in there. And or if we can say it, it's the person of the logos. And I'll, I'll go into that uh, in the later on uh, message in here. So when uh, Hebrew 4, 12, it said, For the word, the logos of God is quick and a powerful and a sharper than any two-edged sword. So it is the logos. It's the word of God. It's the person. It's that pillar of fire. And Brother Bram said that that logos is the Christ. It's the son of a God. It's an anointing. It's everything. It's the one that created the heaven and the earth. He said, it's the word of God is quick and powerful. What is the powerful means? The powerful means energy. It's the same word. It's that the word is the energy. It's that the logos, that is the energizing you to do this will and to, uh, to will and to do this uh, uh, good pleasure. So it's not us, but it's not a what we have possessed to do but it's the what we have received that is the logos and that is an energy that energizes you to do things and when we talk about energy then we know that in this world that almost anything that your your car needed a gas to um uh, to move, it takes the energy, and then for the lights to uh, come up, it takes the energy uh, to turn uh, turn the lights on. And we saw that there is a many form of this energy that has uh, come, but uh, there is uh, no matter what form uh, that it will come, when the energy is one into uh, devices or something, it makes it start to moving. You're, you're energized a better battery to charge your phone, and your phone will start to functioning. And if the lights, uh, the electricity, the energy is going to the wire, then the lights is to get on. The television, uh, they'll put it on. That everything that's a need to the energy. And I'm a human being, we need an energy. If there's a no energy, did you ever saw that the people go to work with no energy? Yeah, some of them you probably saw, they're just dragging their feet. They're just going there, oh yeah, oh man, goodness, oh yeah. Give me a coffee, please, you know. Give me a jar of it so that I can get some energy. So that to work. And uh, uh, some, some of the people come to the churches that way. <laughs> they need energy to put their uh, clothes, to put their, get their Bible, to get into the, the car. And then to come to the, the church. You know, I would, I would advise you. Since you're already coming to the church, you put up so much energy. 
cross the border, get your dresser on, drive in the car. You might as well just put a full force into it. You know, you already put energy that are coming over here. Why drag her? Why start to... What are you talking about, Brother Murphy? Why is not Brother Thomas here? Why are you here? <laughs> we need energy. It's an energy. If you started it with energy, if I come to the church with enough energy to put my suit on, put my tie on, get my shoes on, I think I better put my whole self into it. Because this might be the place that the Lord will speak to me. This might be the, the, the place that the Lord will transforming me. This might be the, the place that the Lord will turn my wayward children back home again. This might be the, the, the place that I'll meet God face by face. So the energy is a, it's a word to the Logos that energizes as a person. But when we talk about an energy, and you find out that there are some people that are... Uh, Oh, uh, they go to the work and then uh, they have to get the energy to go to work. And some, but as I said, the energy come in a different form. And some people, uh, their energy, uh, you got to know where your source coming from. Because you might end up with the wrong energy. If you put a gas in a diesel truck, is the energy, what I going to blow Joe or what? I don't know. Or you put a diesel or an in the in the gas, or it is one time. Uh, you know, I was uh, we're, we're we're going on the fishing, and so uh, we're uh, uh, went to the neat net uh, with the brother Glenn. There were different brothers, and the brother Glenn has a stove in there and uh, in the tent to just keep everybody warm. And the, uh, at night we used to put the diesels and the the coal or whatever in there, uh, try to warm up the stove, uh, light up the stove, the, the stove uh, uh, keep on uh, the wood keep on burning. And I was sleeping there. Then uh, I all of a sudden uh, I was just I was just drowsing and I saw the big bowl just uh, fireball just exploded. I thought I saw vision. <laughs> and then I was just I was like, what's happening? I open up my eye. It's a brother glance throw gas into the stove. And it was almost a burn a whole tent on it off, I think. You, you can get energy, but it's the wrong type of energy. You don't put gas in the stove. You put diesel or whatever, the, 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 the lightning oil the, uh, uh, into it. So you got to find out your right source where your energy was coming from. Because otherwise, if you don't get to the right source of energy... You will blow it up. You got energy, all right, but energy will do more damage than what is do good. You saw that the people they have the oh I gotta go oh uh, yeah I get some energy instead of the get to the regular food to the right food they go for Red Bull, they go for uh, uh anyway I don't even I don't even drink those stuff I uh, Monster or whatever and they said okay this is give me the energy. This is what give you an energy for a period of time. But after the down, you drain yourself more than what you have to put it in. You have to have the regular, the right stuff to put it in you so that you can have the right energy. So that will push you going. You say the same thing for the believer. You got to find, you got to find the right source in order for you to get the right kind of energy. 
It's not just that you come to the church and the once a while and coming here to try to boot you up and maybe expecting some word to say to you, that's the right bull. You needed a regular diet. You come into the church on a Wednesday. You come into the church on a Sunday. Go home, read the message, listening to the message. That is the right source for the real right, right energy for here. And some of the energy, the people, they have lots of the energy. But you must channel the energy into the right channel. And then that energy will do good for you. If you don't channel into the right, uh, the right channel, and though you can have the energy in you, but it will go to the wrong way. That's why when we have the word of a God and give us the message in this hour, it gives us the right energy. It will put the woman back to the right position. It will put a man back to the position. So that's why we need to find the source in an order for it to keep functioning in a while. And you can have it in the energy, but let our sisters, you need to find the right source of the energy and that the word put you into the kitchen. Man. It's not just to put you that uh, you throw a can of chili that in the pot and the, the rest of your whole day just a uh, put uh, just a post on this and a post on that and browse through all the Facebook and who posts what and who posts on the Instagram. You got to channel your right energy. You got energy, all right, but if your energy doesn't put on the right channel, goes through to the right wire, that energy causes more damage than what is cause good. Don't look at other people. Look at me. And you brothers, put your energy on the right channel. You have a family. You have a wife. You have a children. After work, go home. Let your right energy to come to the right channel. Your wife needs you. Your children need you. Is that your hunting buddy? Is that your, this young people or that young people? You got a family. You need to put your energy to the right source. It's not a fellowship in here, a fellowship in there. Your wife needs a fellowship. Your children need a fellowship with you. Though you have the energy, the energy must have put you to the work. The energy must have put you to the right channel. That's free. That's free. So this is the Logos. It's the Word. Will give us the long-lasting energy. It's not just the red bone energy. It's just as the one-time, just a one-time deal. But it will constantly give you the energy if you tap into that. It will give it a constantly, give it the power, constantly transforming you. So it wouldn't provide you the energy to do wrong. The word will only provide you the energy to do the right thing. Anything that is discredited to the name of Jesus Christ, God will cut off the supply of the energy. It's not what you, you know, it doesn't mean that you'll never make a mistake. You always do wrong. But whenever you do wrong, you'll find out God will bring this word to you. So this is not right. This is not what you're supposed to do. 
You need to change your behavior. What God is doing? You find out for the real believer when they're doing something that is wrong. They might be going around doing it wrong for a little while, but very soon the Lord will come behind it and to tell them this is not the right thing because this is not according to what is the word of God has said. If I will put it in this way, it's almost like the God cut off the supply of the energy for the real believer to do things that is wrong. But it only gives it an energy for the believer to do the right thing. And when a person who made a mistake, when a real believer and do something that is not according to the word of a God, God will cut off the natural gas that is supplied for you so that you will make sure you won't go too far. And when God gave you the desire, when God was doing the things, that He was always according to what His word has said. And His word will always provide the supernatural energy, the zeal to the people. He will always supply the supernatural zeal for the people to shine from the wrong and to do what is right. And sometimes you might still have a, it was almost that you still have something left in you. It was almost like a, there was a, some of the, uh, that in your pipe is still left some uh, left it over a residue of the natural desire of the guests, but uh, or the things that uh, that are in yourself. But uh, you have to remember the valve the Lord has to shut it off. The desire for the doing the wrong, the desire for doing sin, God has to shut it off. He wouldn't supply you any power to do any wrong, but He only supply you to do things that is right. And sometimes you find that the Lord just to let you to uh, burn off your uh, your natural desire, or your things that that was in you has been left all over for your life that before. But then when the Lord has done that, He clean you up, sanctify you, He provides you a supernatural energy to you, and then you find out your desires changed, your passions changed, you have a love, you start have a patience. You have a temperance, you have a faith, you have a meekness, you have a godliness. All those are those supernatural energy that the Lord gave it to you. He turned on the, the valve so that that energy will start to float into your pipe. And then God sent down His Holy Ghost to give it igniting. Then the fire starts to burning on. And in uh, John chapter 1, what we just read... He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word, as I said, it is the Logos, it's the creative power. But I'm talking about He's the Son of God, He's the Holy Spirit, and He called it the pillar of fire. It's not just something that is the Word. It's not, in the, in the Bible, there's another uh, word in the, uh, Greek, and it means, uh, uh, it's the Word, it's called the Rima. It's, um, but it's the difference from this, uh, logos. And when you talk about a rhema, it was something that uh, the word put into the sentence. Let me just read it to you. It's that any sound that are produced by the voice and having definite meaning. It's a speech. It's a series of a word joined together into a sentence. It's a declaration of one's mind and many words. It's a saying of any sort as a message or a narrative or concerning uh, some occurrence. 
So when it's the Logos, it was different from that. When we talk about the Logos, when we talk about a God, that means a person. That means a life. That means that something is not just a, a mumbling some of words, but has the energy that's in there. Having a life source that is in there. It's not just a build up some a sermon. It's not just a build up some a word, some sentence of a speaking. But it's a logos. It's a person. You find that there's other people. Man's word can sometimes can energize a person. Man's word sometimes can inspire a, a, a people, can motivate the people. But man's word cannot create. Man's word doesn't can give to the people life eternal. Man's word cannot transform. It can reform, but it cannot transform. Man's word cannot completely change a person's nature. The man's word can only reform a person. If I would say that Rima can only do that, but only the Logos can transform a person. Only the Logos can be a person, live inside of a person. It's not you're living anymore, but it's that person, Jesus Christ, living in you. And then the Rima cannot give it a person resurrection. But Logos can give it a person resurrection. So when we're talking about, when we say to receive the word, it's not just to receive the speech of the word. It's not just to receive a certain sentence. It's not just to receive some word that put it together. But receive the word is means when the word was preached, you receive the Logos behind that word. You receive the person behind that word. That's why the people can sit in the church, they're listening to the preaching, they're listening to the word, but all they get is the rima. They never go behind the rima to get that person. So Lord, this is not a man speaking. This is the prophet has been vindicated. There's a person in that word. Lord, reveal that to me. Lord, let me receive that Logos. That I created a power living in me. So that I created a desire that is in me. Lord, that I created a power living in me. So that my life can be changed. So it's not a receiving just a ream out of words will give you the energy. But receive the Logos. The person of Jesus Christ to receive God's own life, to receive that pillar of fire that is inside of us. That's what is the all inclusive. That is the inside of that Logos. It's God's own life will give you the right kind of energy. Otherwise, you cannot will to will and do his good pleasure. Though you try, but there's no energy into it. Though you're a good intention, I go to church, I want to, I want to hear a little word, I want to be changed. But that's a good intention. Brother Branham said that the road go to hell paved with good intention. Good intention doesn't do anything good. You must tap into the logos so that the energy can flow through. So that you have a will, have a determination. Have a power that's living in you. That you decided, and not you decided, but there's an energy in you. You can only do God's will, none others. Amen. 
But don't forget, the Word also said, the Word has become a flesh. So it is the Word, He dwell. In the 14th verse of the uh, for, uh, verse 14, chapter 1, it said, Then the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So that means the Logos. The person had made the flesh. So the person is not a speaker of the Word that, that in the beginning there, there be light. What language is that? I don't know. I don't think it is the Chinese or English or any language. But that Word is logos. Whatever form that in, Brother Branham even dramatized it as like a little hillow, like a little light that was coming forth. Whatever word that it was saying, I, I don't know. Whatever language, or, or it's not to the language, I don't know. But it's the thought was expressed. Amen. That into the word, that that thought cannot be a power unless it become the word. It become a logos. Then it become a personalized. And that, that person now dwell in the flesh. In another word, the God of the Logos, in order for man to understand, he must become a man. He must be speak Rima. He must speak the language that we can understand. Then that Logos veiled himself in that Rima, so he talked in the, our language. He talked it in Chinese. He talked it in English. He talked with the language that we can understand. So that person, that Logos, now become a man. So the Logos, when he become a flesh, he started speaking word. But as I said, some people, the only, the only thing they received is just the words of it. It's just an intellectual part of it. So God, when he speaks to us, he must use his language so that we can understand. But you cannot just dwell on the language, just dwell on a certain phrase or sentence. You find out that that's why the, the people, they can come to the church. And some, uh, uh, what denomination, whatever that is, they go to the church. They have the good desire, want to do the right thing. But they can sit in the church year by year by year. And without the life that's in them to transform them. And they can hear the message, but it's all intellectual talking to them. And they can hear the word, that's all they received. And they can be, I think Brother Tom even quoted that quote the last time. They were not gamble, they were, doing the, they were living the holy, they are doing things that is right, but still doesn't have it. They can go through it all. They can live the holy life and live like the virgin. The reason is because all they received is just on the intellectual part. All they hear is just a rima. But to the real believer, the reason is because they have the attributes of a God in them. They have the gene of a God in them. They are part of God. And if a God is the word, if God is the logos, they are logos too. And because they are Logos, they can go through the Rima. They hear the Rima, but not just the words that they heard. They know there's a person that is talking to them. 
and they can take it all this veil down in the way and to go through this arena, go through the sentence and to receive that logos and receive that person. And they don't take it as a man say, but they take it as the life of God. And that life coming into them. And they find out they don't even know how. They don't even know where. They don't even know what. But somehow their life changed. Their desire changed. Their nature changed. So to them, the word of God is not just intellectual anymore. And uh, they're, they're, uh, it's one that's, uh, when they hear the, the word, but he heard their uh, creator was talking to them. And uh, to some people, he heard it was just a theory. It's just something reasonable that's, uh, you know, uh, have something that's, uh, their reasoning can reason. It's something that in their mind that they can say, well, that makes sense. You know, that's, uh, well, that sounds very good. Yeah, and they can come to the church and say, oh, well, the pe- people are, are very, you know, are very different. Oh, I like the, the, the preaching. Oh, I like the, the uh, all they have is just on that arena. All what they have is just on that surface. But there is no logos alive that are living in there. But if a person who has it alive, and they can only have that alive if they are predestinated to it. Because they are the attributes of God. That only, let me read this. Uh, Abraham said in the Feast of the Trumpet, he said, it's what God says. That is the word. The bride is with the word. They are one. How can they be one? When that word that's wrote in there becomes in you. And make you and the word become one. That's exactly what he promised. Then it interpret. God don't need any interpreter. They say, well, we interpret it like this. You've got no rights to interpret nothing. God does his own interpretation. God said there there be light and there there's a light. God said this thing would happen in this last day and it is. It don't need any interpretation. It interpreted itself. When you are God's children, when you're the attributes of God, then you are part of God. And then you enter the word, become a one. Then it's not you try to interpret the word, but your life will interpret the word. And then you, it's not you try to speak to the word, but it's the word inside of you start to speaking it out. It's not that it's just the word that's the rima that we heard that uh, speaks to each other, but there's a logos that is living inside of the person. That only time, that only that you can be born again. Brother Brandon said it's because you are the gene of God. Is it before the foundation of the world, God put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the only way you can be born again. That shows only one thing. You are from God. You're only coming on this earth, dwelling on this flesh. But there's a different life that was living inside of you. 
And only that different life of living inside of you will be attracted by the life of the person, the pillar of fire, the Christ, the Son of God, and that Logos. And that's the same thing. That only the seed of a God can be attracted by that. When God and the Logos come into the person's soul, and then uh, when you when you hear the word, it was not just a hearing, just a sentence, but you were hearing your creator was talking to you, and then you'll find out that will create a life that is inside of you, or to manifest. Whatever the life, the world life that is inside of you. And when you have that Logos in you, it's not that you try to protect it. It's not that you try to live the life out. But that energy living inside of you, it will live himself out. It will energize you until the rapture to the body change. Because as Paul said, it's not me living anymore, but it's the one that's living inside of me. So it's not you living anymore, but it's the God Himself, that person living inside of you. And then it's not you trying to protect your own life, but God will protect His life. And it's that life will match up with the name of Jesus Christ. It's not you trying to match up with the name of Jesus Christ, but it's the life living inside of you. It will automatically match up with whatever the name that you're under. That's why we baptize it in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray with the name of Jesus Christ because there is a life living inside of us. It's a matchup with that name. Then I was thinking about uh, one of the characters then in the Bible, probably one of the most controversial figures that in the Bible I was talking about. It's a, it's a woman called Tamar. And in the book of Genesis, chapter 38, it was related to the whole chapter and about uh, Tamar and the, the Judah. You know, even without the revelation, without the word, we were thinking, why God put the things as a, uh, such a thing, oh, a wrong thing, that inside of the Bible. But because of the message, the Lord revealed His as a plan to us. I think a brother Adam was a preacher that before. That's the name, Tamar, that God put in the New Testament in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And then I was thinking about that as a person, and that she uh, she uh, married uh, to um, uh, Judas' uh, two sons, and all the two sons has all died, and that the first one Ur was died, and then the second one, uh, then the uh, according to the law that it should have taken her and uh, give her the seed, and the to uh, raise up the seed for uh, his uh, brother, but because. The son is, uh, the children is not belongs to him. So that's why he throws his seed on the ground. The one we're thinking about that, we said, what, what is the soul good at about that? But you see, when the message was revealed to us, we understand those people, no matter what husband that she had, they doesn't possess the seed. They cannot give her the life. But the life must be continue on. And that even a historian, they said that the, the Judah, the genealogy, the line of Judah that had come to it almost to the brink of extinction. But the word of God has a promise that uh, the Jesus Christ, or the Son of God, Son of God, will coming through the line of a tribe of Judah. 
So if the word of God has a say so, nothing is going to stop the word of God. No matter what happened, no matter what situation that seems like it is, but nothing is going to stop the word of God to come to fulfilling. Sometimes we feel the things that we're going through, we say, it doesn't make sense, Lord. But in God's perfect plan, everything makes sense. And when we're something we're going through the trials and the difficulties, we're thinking, Lord, what good is it about that? But there's something good about it. God will make it to happen. I was thinking about Brother David, Brother EBA, and that he was, uh, uh, he was got a tumor that in his brain just before that, that he got a lawsuit. And the, even the, 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 the company said, you better hire the, the good lawyers, the people that falsely accused him. But by God's grace, God dropped the charges. And we're thinking, how mighty God is that we serve? That if a man tried to mean harm, the devil tried to do damage, but God dropped the charges. And it twisted the arm of the authority, twisted the arm of the whatever that it is the world that has the power, that has the God said, you cannot falsely accuse my son. And then after that, Brother David, then Brother Eby got a tumor that it is in his brain. Then we thought, oh God, just one trial after another. But how do we know the will of the Lord works things imperfectly according to his perfect will? And because of the tumor, he going to the hospital. Then Brother David met the social worker. That social worker was talking with Brother David. And then he started to work on immigration status for his wife that he cannot see for two years. And because of the human aid and the social workers are working everything out, it was in a few days that he got his wife, got his status, can immigrate to here. Who said it is a bad? In God, God has a perfect will. Sometimes we're thinking this is wrong. This is not to be. This is not something that was kind of a good thing coming out of it. But if you are son and daughter of a God, God will make sure everything will work good according to this will. It's the God that is in the moving. And this Tamar, she went through that her life. And one husband died. Another her husband died. And Judah, even afraid of to, to give her the, uh, his only uh, son, uh, Shalah, and just uh, sent her away, let her go home. And then until that uh, son uh, said to the grow up, but even the son that grow up, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give it to her. He might be thinking this woman is just caused all the uh, disaster that is in my home. Why did I need this one to uh, desert it again? You see, sometimes uh, we feel we probably feel like what is this Tamara was feeling. She probably feels she was uh, cheated. She probably feels that to her, you know, that uh, Judah has promised me that when the son grows up so that I can have uh, him and as a husband and I'm not a widow life. And sometimes I think if we have a feel that we're cheated. We feel the life seems like they're cheating us. Lord, what about my marriage life? Lord, what about my family? Lord, what about my children? What about our church? What about this? What about that? It seems like the things are just piled out on us one after another. But if you are a child of a God, there is nothing 
that in this world there's nothing the devil devised as a weapon going to be prosper that it against you. But there was a something that is in time or that was a driven her. If I can see, there's a something that is inside of her energized her. She doesn't even know why, but there's something that energized her. She must keep that seed going. She must have led to the line that the tribe of Judah continuing on. It laid it in her. It doesn't, it don't, it don't need other people to do this. She is the one who has to do it. I was thinking about the bride of Jesus Christ. No matter what other people should do, but this bride is going to be the raptured. No matter what other people should try to say, but this bride believed the word until the end. There was something that determined inside of her. There was an energizer inside of her. She must have that seed. No matter what, what cost, no matter what the things that have come on her way, she must be the one to carry that seed. It doesn't matter who do what or who said what, she's the one to carry the seed. I was thinking it's the bride of Jesus Christ. There's something energizing in her. She's the one to believe the word. She's the one to go to the body change. She's the one to go to the rapture. The other people want to settle down just as a church goer. Not me. Not my family. Other people might settle down for the social gospel. Not covered out Bible way. Something energized. Because we're tapping it into the message. We're tapping it into the logos. We're tapping it into the pillar of fire. Something energized in her. And she even played the harlot. And it dressed it up like a harlot and went to the gate. Even it deceived at her father-in-law. We're thinking, oh, what a, how in the world are we, can, we feel shame even to mention that. But God put that into the, the Bible. Brothers and sisters, you might have a shameful past. You might have something that you are ashamed of with. But remember, you are the gene of God. There's a something that's living in you, driving in you. When you fall, you get up. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I discredited the name of Jesus Christ. My life is not a matching with what is the name of this. But Lord, I haven't received another life, am I? I've been tapping into the wizard energizer. Lord, as you give me the energy to overcome the wrong, you give me the energy to will and to do for good pleasure of God. She played a harlotship and went into with her father-in-law and received the seed. And then the Judah said, "What? Uh, what do you want me to give it to you?" And she he gave him a kid, a goat. She doesn't want a goat. She wanted a seed. She doesn't want just a blessing. She wants something that can bring life. She wants something can give her the energy. Can put her from the Old Testament to the New Testament and put in the, the, the genealogy of the Lamb of God. She doesn't need that. 
The bride it doesn't need it just for the blessing. If God gives us a blessing, yes, Lord, thank you for it. But that's not my focus. My focus is not on promotion. My focus is not on how much job I get. My focus is not on $20,000 that I made. That's not on my focus. My focus is to have that seed. My focus is to have that life that's living in me. But then she asked, she said, before you give me, do you want to give me some evidence? Oh, thank God for that evidence. And she said, you give me this. And I said, I want the three things. I want your bracelet. I want your signet. And I don't want your staff. What is that everything for? It's an identification. It was something that cannot be impersonated. It's something that is real. It's something that only belongs to the owner. That's what the bride wants. I don't want just a feeling. I don't want just an emotion. I want a word. I want something cannot be impersonated. I want that life. I want that Jesus Christ, his identification. He living in me and manifesting me. It's not me interpreting the word, but let him interpret his own life in me. I said, I want your identification. I don't want just a blessing. I want your identification. Because it's that identification will keep me saved. Judah said to her, and said, go home, I'll give this to you. And three months later, and she found the pregnant. And then the people said, your daughter played a harlot. And Judah said, go take her out and burn her. I was thinking, what a judgment going to fall on this earth. What a judgment going to fall on the filthy living. What judgment going to fall on the world has gone into the crazy. But there's one thing can protect it her. And she said, look at it, who's this? Who this belongs to? The bracelet. That's the cord. That's the holding that is signet. The signet, that is the seal. In that signet, in that seal, engraved the name of the owner in there so they can put a stamp on it. There's a staff. The staff can comfort her. It's a staff that's an identification. All the three things that he said, I have that. I possess that. The bride of Jesus Christ. My life might not have matching with the name. She played on the harlership. Oh Lord, my life might not have matched. I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I used to. I'm not what I want to be. But Lord, I'm not what I used to be. Lord, this life has done so many wrong. This flesh has given me so much trouble. This mind, I lost so many battles. But God, there's a life inside of me. Tamar said, there's a life inside of me. That life matched with that name. It's not my life living anymore, but inside of me, inside of the womb of the phrase, there is a life, there is a seed. That life matched 
with the signet. The life match with the name. Because the life is not a tamar's life, but the life is God's own life. Hallelujah. It's not me living anymore. But Lord, it's the life of Jesus Christ living in me. That life match with the name. When that life match with the name, it stops the judgment. When that life match with the name, it's a Judas alive. It's a Judas name. It's a crisis alive. It's a crisis name. I baptize it in his name. Not for a ritual. Not for a ceremony. But something has changed in my womb. Something has changed in my face. That life keep her from being burned. That life match with the name will keep you from the judgment. That life match with that name and transfer her from the book of Genesis Old Testament all the way to the New Testament in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The life was so worthy. And God transferred from all the Old Testament. Through all the trial. Through all the judgment. Through everything. And it transferred her into the genealogy of the name of Jesus Christ. Because our life was so worthy for the name. And God put her name associated with the name of a lamb of God. Yes, Lord. It's a life. It's a life that matches the name. And Tamar said, Judah, you don't have to protect me, but you must have to protect the life. Because I got a seed from you, Lord. Lord, on my flesh, I got a weakness. I got a mistake. But Lord, you have changed the nature. Lord, you have changed this life. It's not a Murphy live anymore. But it's the life of a Christ. They're living in me. You don't have to protect me. But you have to protect the life. You have to protect that seed. And to carry that seed through the blood of Jesus Christ until the rapture. There's a life inside of the bride of Jesus Christ who protected us from the judgment. If I were Timer, I probably would say, Judah, you began this work. You put the seed inside of me. You have to finish this work. If we're the bride of Jesus Christ, we'll say, Lord, you have to give me the seed. I never put it in there. I never even asked for it. 
But God put that in. God put that in you, Brother Jerry. It's not we did anything. He put the seed. But something just driven inside of us. Lord, there's some energy in me. I want to keep that seed. I want to obey the word. The full obedience to the whole word of a God entitles you the blood. When I see the blood, I'll pass it over you. The person living in the house in the door, during the exodus, might be as rascal as he can be. The first son might be the wayward son as he can be. The Lord doesn't look as the son. The Lord look as the blood. The life is not matching. The rascal living in that house is not matching with the name. I'm so thankful. The blood has put the blood on that name. On the outside, on the lintel and the door. So it is not under the name anymore. But blood has to cover that name. Whoever inside of there, no matter what they are, no matter what pastor they are, no matter how rascal seeming like, but that blood has to cover that name. When that blood covered that name, it's not their life God is looking at, but it's the Lamb's life. Has it become a substitution for that son that's living in that house? Is that your children? Is that you that God looking at? He look at the blood. You live the life. You apply the blood. You live a faithful life before God. God has to answer for that faithful prayer. Their, not, their life will never be matching with the name. But the Christ has left his life matching with his whole name. When you receive it as a life, you receive a life that matching with that name. Just give me more few minutes. In First Thessalonians 2, for this cause, also thank we God without ceasing. Because when he received the word of God which he have heard of us. He received it not as the word of man. But as it is in truth the word of God. Which he factually worketh. Which is means energizing. Also in you that believed. You received the word. Because God can, the Logos, can only come into a person and speak the words, the rhema, so that we can receive. But by the revelation, you didn't see it as just a man's word. You receive it as a God's word. He said that then, he said about it, is it the truth, the word of a God, which he factually works also in you that believe. When you believe there's the energy in you, start to working. Energize. I have to pass this. Time's running out. The people who receive the word, they receive the energy that is inside of them. 
But it must have bypassed the veil so that it to all in order to get that a person that logos. And the second Corinthians 5 18. And all things are of God, and who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of a reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word, the Logos, the word of a reconciliation. God gave the word, the ministry of a reconciliation to who? To us. What is the ministry of a reconciliation? He said that the word of a reconciliation. It's not your human thought. It's not your human love. It's not your human feeling. It's not your man's program. It's not your social gospel. It's the word. It's the reconciliation. That's the ministry. Without a word, you cannot be reconciled. For, you cannot be reconciled with God. It has to the word can bring the reconciliation. So the ministry is not a work. It's not a program. It's not how well we can say it or put it together. But it's the word, the logos. And that is the one to give us the ministry of a reconciliation. It has to take the word, the logos, to bring the wandering stars back to this orbit. It's not your human love. No matter how deep your human love is. But it takes the word to bring them back. It takes the word to bring the husband back. It takes the word to bring the wife back to their position. The wife to her. The man to his. It's the word give you the discernment. The logos is not the remote. It's not just the word intellectually. How psychologist you can be. How the psyche that you can play with. It's the logos. The word, the person, the life living inside of you, that will discern right from wrong. The Bible, John 1.12 said, But as many as receive him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believes on his name. Believe on his name is to receive him. Do you understand that? If you said, I believe in his name, but didn't receive the him, the person yet, you're not believing him. You cannot receive his name without being received him. His life. When you receive his life, then you're born again. Without receiving his life, where are you going to be born from? He's the life giver. He was the energizer. You have to receive it as a life. The only way that you can be born again is to receive it as a seed word. And when he dwells in your flesh and is speaking to you. And the Bible said, which are born not of a blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of a man, but of a God. And then he said that the word was made flesh and dwell among us. So God can only speak by the way that we can understand 
as a human. That's why in John 6, 63, he said, It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profit is nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are alive. The words here is not the logos. The words here is rima. So Jesus said that the words I speak it unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He said, well, I thought it's the logos. It's the logos behind this. But he has to speak in the human understandable voice, in human understandable language. But for the seed of a God, instead of just intellectually receiving the, the message, they know there's someone behind this message. It's not just a human being, but it's a God himself is speaking to me. And when they receive it through the revelation, they receive the life of Jesus Christ. And then in Romans 10, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? You said, I call on the Lord, I call on the Lord. It's not how loud you call on the Lord. It's how you believe the Lord. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If you haven't heard the voice, the word of a God, how can you believe him? That's why if you haven't heard the message, how can you believe the Lord? The Lord is inside of this message, inside of this word. You have to hear it. And how shall they hear without a preacher? God sends the preacher speaking Rima, but hiding himself inside of that word, the Logos. If you just receive the Rima, the word, intellectually, that's all you got. That's all the reformation that you can get. But you know there is something inside of it, and you're the gin of a God. You say, Lord, bring the life in me. And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. It's not just any preacher. I go to this church. I go to that church. I find this preacher as my pastor. I find that preacher as my pastor. You must find the one that God sent. And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring God tidings of good things. You must find a God-sent servant. It's not an option. It's not an admission trotting. It's not I find this in my pastor or them. You must find a God-sent. You have to make sure Ed Bisco is God-sent. You have to make sure Brother Tom Reid is God-sent. You have to make sure every minister that you're receiving a word from must be God sent. If they're not God sent, if they're not God vindicated, you are be, you will be condemned. You want a quote? The Bible said that the people who doesn't accept the love of the truth, God will send them a strong delusion. Let them believe a lie and be condemned by it. That's your responsibility. 
You must find the God sent servant in order for you to feed on the word. But Abraham said in the spoken word is original seed. This is a law of God, not option. This is, he said, I don't know I'm going to say this or not. This is the law of God. God's law is to receive a vindicated servant. Not option. God's law. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Brother Brandon, quoting the scripture, He that receiveth whosoever I send, receives me. And he that receives me, receives him that sent me. A vindicated servant. He said, it's a law of God. Receive it. Then he said in the same spoken word as original seed. You can only serve God as you do and believe the servants that God sends. It's not an option. It's a law. And you can only, only. You know what only means? There's no other choice. Only believe. That means uh, you have to believe you don't need to do anything. And only serve God as you do and believe the servants that God sends. You can only serve God on earth as God's servants that send on earth by divine inspiration interprets the word to you. There's no other way you can serve God. You can serve your belly. You can serve your job. He doesn't need all this requirement. But if you want to serve God, this is the only way that you can serve God. I know this is not popular, especially in North America. But it's still the truth. Interpret is not to explain. Because he said, by divine inspiration, interpret the word to you. Interpreting is not by explaining how well you can explain the word. Interpreting, I already quoted it in the beginning of it. Interpreters is to make it come to pass. Interpreters, God, you have no interpretation. You have no thought coming. You have no, you can't interpret nothing. Interpretation is when God says certain things, it come to pass. And then, then Brother Bramman said that, uh, what interpretation that we have? He said that we do have today, by God's help, the perfect interpretation of the word with the divine vindication. We don't need no other play. We don't need no other interpretation. God has already gave us this interpretation. In the spoken word is the original seed. And Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. You must find a God of vindicated servant. I follow it. I feed on it. Otherwise, blind lead blinds, they're all going to fall into ditches. And then he said, he that hears uh, you, hears me. 
He that despises you despises me. He that despises me despises him that sent me. He said that proves that God speaks his message through his servant. There's no vindication that in this last age has much more, has such a powerful vindication that God has sent it to us in this hour. The message that we have. He has been vindicated and proven through and through. It's not only just a priesthood and a message. There must be have a vindication come so that you can follow. It's not a man speaking, but it's a God speaking. Because when God vindicated a servant, though he's speaking Rima, but there's a logos behind it. And then when you receive it, not as just a Rima, not just a word, you receive the person, the life of Jesus Christ. Reverend said each time he appeared on earth, at the end of an age, he always sent a man and anointed him with the Holy Ghost, the Christ. The Holy Ghost that is Christ. And then they anointed the Logos. And it went out and it come to identify the words at that age. The word of the Lord comes to the prophets. The Bible says so. And identify that age. He does nothing outside of a man. He must use a man. And one man. It's not a two man. One man. To bring this word. He used one single person. Brother Branham said. But as I said. God changes his form. When he logos. When he's in the beginning. He's created heaven and earth. Then he showed up to Moses. As the human's back. Then it was the logos. That can come into the wind. That come into the thunder. Can come in a different form. And he used to. He coming into the pillar of fire. And then it led to the Israel out of Egypt to go into the promised land. He come in in many form. And Brother Bram said in the unveiling of God, he said, and that's God. He changed himself from a pillar of fire to become a man. Though he's a man, but he's still a pillar of fire. Though he's a Rima, but still Logos. Though there's a, a man that's from the Kentucky, but that's still God sent the prophet of the word of the coming to. No matter what the veil is, but it veiled to the Logos inside of him. I'm coming to you now. He said, God acting in man, what he really was. Jesus Christ was God acting in man, in a man, in a man. That's what he was. Moses seen the shape of his body, but really he was a hide all the time behind his pillar of fire, which was the Logos that went from God. Now, since the Pentecost, God is not acting in man. Now, he is acting through man. God, in the form of a man, he changed himself from the form of a God to a form of a man. But don't be fooled by the man. Don't be fooled just by the form of a man. It's still the same God. He never changed. And then a question and answer. He says, this Logos that was in him, which was the spirit of a God, that the anointing through the sanctifying grace of the blood brought many sons to God, which is anointed with this same Logos. From one man, now to M-E-N. Many men, but still anointed with the same Logos. Nothing changed. That created a power still in man. That power that created heaven and earth still in man. 
That power can transform still in man. It's the Logos. God the Logos separating himself into man. God not in one person. He's in his church universal. God was a bottled and confined in one man, Jesus Christ. But now he's a bottle and a confined in the whole universal church of the living God. Right now, while God is here speaking with us in our hearts, he's in Africa, he's in Asia, he's in Europe, he's in England. Wherever believers are gathered together, there he is in the midst of them. He's in us. He's here. The pillar of fire still here, but in a different form. You don't seek him for a pillar of fire. You hear the rima. You hear the logos. You hear the word. The same power, though you don't see it, but when you receive it, that power would protect you from the judgment. That power will save your life. That power will transform you to a sinful life, to the genealogy of Jesus Christ. That same power still here. But Abraham said, I am not he. I am his servant. And the pillar of fire is not he. It's in spirit form. It's in spirit form. That pillar of fire, which was upon the Son of a man, as has come now to anoint sons of a man. Same anointing is rested right here. Where? On the word of God. Brother Abraham said, It's the Spirit energized the word. It's the Spirit energizes the word, and that's it in you. When you receive the word, God is obligated to energize that word and make that word to live. But you must have received that word. Without a scent, there's no preacher. Without a preacher, there's no hearing. Without a no hearing, there's no uh, what is that? Without a hearing, what is the what is the Without hearing, there's a no believing. We go all the way from the believing to the God's end. Now we from the God's end go all the way to the source of our believing. He said, which was upon the son of a man and it has come now to anoint sons of a man. To bring back a ministry just exactly like he said it would be in order for the head and the rest of the body to connect together. That logo is here for one purpose. It's to connect to the body and to the head. That Christ become a preeminence of Brother, Brother Michael. The mystery of a God revealed in Christ. And the Christ is the mystery of a God revealed. And now it is the bride is the mystery of a God is revealed. But it's the same life. But Abraham said that the same pillar of fire that come upon those men that rule the Bible is the same pillar of fire here today interpreting the Bible. God's a pillar of fire, the Logos, has anointed those men to write down the Bible. We are the one that are here today to fulfill the Bible. The pillar of fire appearing visibly among us identifying that a message 
is right. Like he did at Mount Sinai. He said, oh, in this last day, to see the same pillar of fire right amongst us, speaking the same word. Not only that, but interpret it by making it manifest and prove it, it is the truth. The same pillar of fire on Brother Branham is in the head and above him. That's the same pillar of fire rolled into the Bible. And that is the same pillar of fire through the ministry interpreting to the Bible. And that is the same pillar of fire amongst the believer. Let your life interpret to the Bible. Amen. The same pillar of fire sent to Moses and to Paul that wrote the Bible now sent to reveal it. What do we have? We have the pillar of fire among us. That pillar of fire rolled in the Bible is the same pillar of fire revealed in the Bible. What is interpreted in the Bible? Not interpreted by voice. Not interpreted just by the word. But interpreted by the life that was living inside of you. You are right now at this moment interpreting the Bible. Not Murphy interpreted the Bible to you. Your life is interpreting the Bible. By what? I believe. I believe. This is a God move. This is not a man's idea. This is not a man's message. This is the God message sent in this hour through to the prophet of this hour. It's the pillar of fire that is still with us. But he just changes its form. He changes it in his word form. He changed it in his form in the Holy Spirit to interpret the word by making it come to ha- make it come to pass. What all this is it about that it happened around us? That's to show the pillar of fire is vindicating the message to be the truth. I was thinking about a brother Tom and has to preach the service, and then he has to change his subject, brother Roy, and said, "If you do as your brothers." And you would do good. Where's Gabe? He was there. And he heard that voice. And then the voice of the Rhema starts to change inside of her because there's a seed in there. But it has to through the Rhema to speak it. And when the word was speaking, because there's a receiver in there, then the pillar of fire starts to moving. And it starts to anointing the preacher to preach it and an anointing the Son of God to receive it. And then it came to life. What is that God doing? The pillar of fire is interpreting His word by making His word come to pass. But the team would walk into the office there, and there was someone coming to them, and then he was thinking, "What about Ethiopia? What is God is doing? The pillar of fire is moving. Lord is the rima. Lord sent by man. No man speak of that." But there's a logos, but it changed the form. The pillar of fire, not in the visible form, but the invisible form, by interpreting that word or two, Brother Tim, said, what about Ethiopia? Then he go to Ethiopia, the work is established over there. The brothers have started coming up. What is God doing? The pillar of fire, making the things that come to fire, come to pass. It's still the same pillar of fire. And I was thinking about I'll just give you some testimony here. I'm thinking about those brothers in China was to take you to the prison. The same pillar of fire that released Peter from prison is the same pillar of fire sent them to the prison. Why? In our man's idea, we're thinking, Lord, release them. 
Brother Caleb told me, he said, in and out of prison, not a one time I pray the Lord to release me. Not a one time. We are praying our heart out to the Lord to release him. He said, not a one time I pray the Lord to release me because I got a work to do here. The same pillar of fire released Peter is the same pillar of fire sent him to the prison. If he doesn't go, the gospel won't go to those lost souls that are in prison right now. But because they went there, the word of a God was interpreted. The pillar of fire interpreted the word of a God. Then it led one after another after another to the Lord. It's the same pillar of fire that let our brother, Brother Nail, go into the jail. He filled the weak. He don't know what to do. But the same pillar of fire that is shown in the Bible in the hands of the people. And just the two words, the Holy Bible, that will bring the revival to one of the sons of God. It's the same pillar of fire that us together this Bible that hundreds of years that the Chinese people don't have the King James' Bible that the prophet had used. It's the same pillar of fire wrote in the Bible years ago. But it's the same pillar of fire today. Let us translate this Bible. God bring the word come to pass. It's the same pillar of fire that I was thinking about in the testimony. I was thinking about the brothers. The same pillar of fire that inspired those brothers. First of just four or five that had a prayer meeting. And then there's one after another, one of them, the more people would add it. And it's the same pillar of fire that interpret that what you prayed for, that one miracle after another. What God is doing, that same pillar of fire is right among us. What is it trying to do? To prove the message is right. It's not prove the man, but prove the message is right. I know if your brother Matthews is here. Brother Matthew he Curry, he was a sheriff with him in the testimony. The other day, he said, he, one day he called in the church office and asked, he said, Brother Murphy, pray for Jonathan. He said, there was an e, on the east, there was a company offering him into the work that he wanted to go out of town. But I said, I don't want Jonathan to leave. I want him to be here. This is the God is moving. This is what God has done, the great thing in his life. I want him to, to stay. Then we prayed on the phone. And after we prayed, I think two days or three days, I forgot exactly the date. A few days later, Brother Matthew would have called, called again. He said, Brother Murphy, he said, God move. He said, God literally moved the mountain. I said, what do you mean? He said, do you remember that a few months ago we had a flood here? The rain was pouring, the rain was pouring. And because of the rain... And uh, Jonathan, he can only drive out of town. He can't fly because he's not vaccinated. And he can't fly, so he has to drive. And he driving into the car, but the water when it was going on out, all the road was closed. Because of the flood, there was a landslide, so all the road was swashed it off. And he said, no wonder. He said, even the Bible said, if you have a faith, just like a master seed, and said to this mountain, be moved. Then the mountain literally moved. All the road will close. Then he cannot go out of the province. 
What does that prove? The pillar of fire is still here to prove a man? No. To prove the message is the right. Two years ago, you remember Brother Rons is here. Brother Ron preached the service here, the series of a service. And I remember the one service he called to take it at the back. It was a marvelous service. God was a great way to move it among us. But at that time, Brother Ron already diagnosed with cancer. And then the second day, we went to Brother Tom's place. And we were all sitting there. Brother Ron was there. And my, me and my wife and my daughter uh, and the Louise was all there. And we were there at a fellowship. And Brother Ron, and he was talking with me. And then when he was talking with me, I started seeing him staring. You know that a brother wrong. And when he started staring, I know something has happened. And he was smiling, he was just staring. And he said to me, Won't it be good to have a baby? I look at him, I didn't say anything. I thought, No. <laughs> and I said, Call your wife. I said, You must be kidding me. In my heart, I didn't say it out loud. And then he said, Call Louise and Grace. <laughs> Why don't you say that already? So we called him over. And he said, won't it be good to be a grandpa? And I said, when? Because I think who shared the testament? Sister Julie said, if you, he said, the one thing that uh, she wants to know is the capital ASK. A-S-K. We want to ask. That's what immediately I asked. I said, when? He said, soon. I didn't dare to further ask exactly at the time. So then, we just, uh, we just believe it and they let it go. And the months after months after months, and then one day, I forgot how many months, and it was just not happening. And my daughter came into my office and she said, she said, Daddy, I went to the Doctor, the doctor said, I have this and this problem. He said, I can't pregnant. I can't have children. I said, that's a lying vanity. The vision already saw it. The vision already saw I'm holding a baby. If the vision has a saw it, we're going to wait for it. Because the vision yet for appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak. Not lie. Though he tarry, wait for it. He shall surely speak. I quote that quote to my daughter. And then we went on to pray. And on in prayer, I remember, I don't remember anything else as I prayed. I remember one thing I prayed. I said, Lord, let that life come. And then I phoned the brother wrong. Not to complain, but I just related to him the situation. And Brother Ron said, I'll pray. So we pray over the phone. I need to remember what else is to pray, but I remember one thing that he prayed. He said, Lord, let thy life come. I said, Lord, I no need no confirmation. The word has said, the pillow fire is still here, but it come in a different form. And then the different people start to preaching. You know, when you're coming expecting, you have to. There's no other way for you to get what you want unless you're desperately 
expecting God to move. When you're expecting God to move, God will move. A hundred percent, there's no doubt of it. And then uh, one day, it was Michael was preaching. Michael preached in a service, and then uh, he was going to preach, and he said, the time is now. And my daughter and Louise, they said, this is for us. We believe it. Then Brother Will Lawson came, and then uh, in the last of summer came, and he started sharing the testimony of his daughter that are pregnant. And then he started sharing, and uh, during the, uh, the, uh, the rest, uh, during the, uh, the uh, uh, snack shack, then he started sharing about the testimony of the daughter, how she was uh, conceived without knowing she's my daughter. Just one after another, one after another, service after service. And it would come, they come out before prayer. And the Louise and the Grace, and they come out for prayer. And Brother Tom and the different ministers, they lay hands on them. The prayer said, just have a rest. Because if the God has said so, it will come to pass. And I told my daughter and the Louise, I said, give yourself to the Lord. Just as nothing happened, serve God. Enter 10 cents. Just put your all focus to serve the God and God's people. Just as nothing was happened, just keep on going. We don't have to be saying, woe unto me, woe unto me. There's nothing woe unto me. God has said so, we believe it, and God is going to come to pass. And just as the brother Andrew Glover was came and he preached the service on a Friday, that morning my daughter was conceived. And she tested a positive, and now she has already pregnant for almost three months. For the vision yet for an appointed time. But at the end, he shall speak. And not lie, though he tarry, wait for it. Because he will surely come. He will not tarry. Ella, take that. If God can do one, God can do another. The vision never wrong. If the vision has said that I'm holding the baby, the vision also said you will walk out of the platform. If the vision has the right, the vision has said to Brother Ron, said, if you trust me, and I will forever, I will use you more than ever. If God's word is the truth, we believe it on that. Whatever situation that you are in, but it reminds you one thing, the pill of fire is still here. The pillar of fire, not vindicating the man, but vindicating the message to be the truth. The same pillar of fire sent to Moses, let a musician come, and to Paul that wrote the Bible, now sent to reveal it. Why? Because the brother Bram said that the name is in the word, because he is the word. What is he then? The word interpreted. It's a manifestation of the name of God. It's not a flesh and blood who revealed this to you. But it's God who revealed this message to you. And while he revealed the message to you, you receive it. Take it to your heart. That word, life, is going to spread it up. Though we tarry, wait for it. Though the vision had an appointed time, but at the end, he shall speak. And he will not lie. No matter what situation. No matter what you're going through. No matter what you're going through. No matter how hard it seems like. How impossible it seems like. But God will never lie. 
That pillar of fire that wrote out of the Bible is the same pillar of fire that interpreted the Bible, that interpreted in your life so that to produce a life that is a matching with that name. That is a stand. Let's sing a song. What we have is a pillar of a fire. I think we can worship him just by singing. Let us give it all our force to it. This is all inclusive message. You know, when you, one time I went into an all inclusive Mexican trip. Because it's all inclusive, I almost eat myself to bust. This is all inclusive, Brother Kim. Everything is in there. The message is all inclusive. It includes your healing. It includes your joy. It includes your peace. It includes your children. It includes love. It includes everything in there. Let us eat ourselves until bust. This is the God who gave us the promise. Let's sing it together. What we have is a pillar for everyone, if you can help me.
hill of fire is still alive, living, life and wild that are in us. How we're thankful to the Lord. What a message that the Lord gave it to us. You know, the more you look into the messages, you just feel the Lord Jesus almost jumping out of from the pages. Just, uh, I just can't stop to the praise of Him. And to think about what the Lord has done among us. As I said, it's not to vindicate a certain man, but to vindicate it, the message is right. You have received it, the message is 100%. It's the truth. If the message will lead us so far, the message will leading us. The Lord will leading us all the way to the body change until the rapture. Brother Tom, would you mind to come to us? Just pray. Dismiss it us. Heavenly Father, we will love you so much, Lord. We're so thankful for what you're doing for us and in us, through us, Lord, using that same life that you gave us, Lord, your life. Father, thank you for the word this morning, Lord. Lord, just it's not just the, the Rima, as our brother brought out, Lord, but the Logos, the life. Lord, we just so want to thank you for every little thing that you're doing in our lives, Lord. Father, changing lives, reaching out to those that are lost, those that are running, Lord. We want to say thank you for saving our children. Thank you for doing the work, O oh God, that we cannot do, Lord. Setting up situations, Lord, to bring about your will, Lord. We want to say thank you. Lord, just be with your people today, Lord. Meet every need, Lord, every, every prayer that has been breathed across this pulpit, Lord, in the prayer meetings. Lord, I know... Tomorrow I have a need for my family member, Lord, going in for surgery. And just pray that, Lord, there's no cancer. Lord, you've spoken the word that, Lord, you are greater than everything, even cancer, Lord. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. Give Brother, Brother Murphy strength now, Lord. Pour back into him. Bring your people that are abroad, Lord. Bring them safely home. And, Lord, may our hearts just not just walk away from here and, and go into our activities Lord, may what we heard today just begin to do the work in us, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just want to invite you to be with us, Lord. We don't want this service to end. Lord, we need you with us every step of the way. And Lord, you gave us a promise that you'd never leave us, you'd never forsake us. And everything we have need of, if we ask, we'll receive it. And so, Lord, we ask bountifully, Lord. We thank you so much, O oh God, for all that you're doing. So much for every single thing that you've done for us, Lord. And we just commit this day and this word to you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tom. I just wonder if we can sing a, my, um, all my life. If we can just sing that before, before we go.
Savior, what a lovely Jesus. Oh, the name above all name. Let's save it us. Let's deliver it us. Let's shine the light in the darkness. The one that will bring to the wayward children home. The one that has saved how many scars out of our children's Lord. Oh, Lord, that the world is just crumbling. But, Lord, you prepared another home for us above high lord how we thank you jesus oh lord our love is all to you think about the word that you give it to us think about the same pillar of fire that's years and years ago that are leading the children of israel the same pillar of fire is still here today the same pillar of fire that on the prophets Lord, that same pillar of fire is with your bride, interpreting your word that in our life. Lord, so this life can be produced and matched to the name that you give it to us. Oh, God, how we want to worship you and thank you. Oh, praise be your name, Lord. Oh, God, and the thinking about it, all the miracles that you've done among us. Lord, but only vindicated one thing that a message that is the truth that the Lord is still today same yesterday today and forever that have vindicated the pillar of fire is still with your bride the word of a God still has the power oh can change it can transform oh we give you thanks the Lord Father be with your people as we go each way Lord just speak to our heart 
Lord, day by day, let us walk this last walk until we meet you face to face. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We'll just sing another song. It's the life of behind the name. As we are shaking hands before we go, it's a lie behind that makes it even tremble. It's a lie behind the name that makes the heart humble. Until we meet again. God bless you. Shake hands with each other. Until we see you again.